Hey, listen! Welcome to the Hey Listens Gamescast. This is episode number four. My name is Jeffrey Morris. With me today is Nathan Wagner. Hey, listen. How's it going? And Rob Douglas. Hey, listen. What's up, guys? So, today we will be talking about a few different topics. Um, Our favorite news of the week, we're going to be talking about PS Plus, uh, our favorite games that have been on the service, what games we would like to see, um, some of the Steam sales and other sales going on on PlayStation and Xbox right now, our E3 kind of wrap-up awards of our favorite games that were at the show, Um, and then what we're playing this week. But first, let's jump into our first segment. We have our first ever question of the day with Rob's segment. So Rob, go ahead. All right. So you guys remember question of the day is where I ask a random question and the three of us will talk about it and kind of give our opinions. And these are strictly our opinions. These aren't a professional opinion (laughs) unless you want to call us professionals. Unless you want to give us money, and then we will technically be professionals. Hey, there you go. We'll take your money. No. (laughs) (laughs) So our first question ever on Hey Listen is, what was the best game from the 90s? And with this one, we're actually going to be talking about different categories. So I broke it up into four different categories. So the first one is Nintendo. That includes the Game Boy, the Super Nintendo, and the Nintendo 64, all which were released in the 90s. The Game Boy was released in 1989, but most of its life was in... Most of the games were in the 90s. Most of the games and everything was in the 90s. Sega is the second one. And Sega, we have the Sega Genesis, which was, once again, 1989, but 90s, basically. Sega Saturn and... The Dreamcast, which actually came out in 1999, so there's probably only one or two games that are actually (laughs) on that one. The third category is Sony, which the only Sony product from the 90s was the PlayStation 1. I'm not talking about Xbox One. (laughs) Oh, dear. I went there. I went there. And then the last category is Computer. PC. PC or Mac, whichever one's your preference. Wait, did Mac have games in the 90s? Dude, Mac had a lot of games. It had some of the early, I think, uh, Bungie games, like Marathon and stuff. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm really glad we are breaking this up into four different kind of platforms, because when you first were messaging me about your idea for the question of the day, I'm like, I can't pick one favorite game from the 90s. Like, (laughs) those are all my favorite games. (laughs) We're all way too indecisive for that. Yeah. That is very true. (laughs) So let's just jump right in here. First off, let's start with Nintendo, your guys' favorite system. That well, is my favorite system, correct. It is. Well, uh, do you want to go first, Nathan? Or? Uh, sure, I will go first. Okay. Um, so Nintendo, um, you know, I was thinking about it a lot, um, and I was going to go with Ocarina of Time, but everyone kind of already knows that's like one of my favorite games of all time, so I wanted to go with something a little bit more obscure. So I decided to go with a game that I probably played more than any other game during the 90s, Ooh. and that is uh, Pokemon Red on the Game oh. Boy Color. <laughs> Great choice. Oh, yes. Which was released, um, I believe it was released on the Game Boy in 1996, but I didn't play it until um, I got a Game Boy Color, um, and I believe that version was released in 1998. I um, love the Game Boy Color. Yes. Game Boy Color I had the purple clear Game Boy Color. Uh, it was yeah, really awesome. I felt very cool. <laughs> that one was cool. I had the dark purple one, and my brother had the light purple one. I was always kind of jealous. <laughs> of course, you could see the whole like it working All the together. Guts. I was like raised on the big brick one. You know, the black and white <laughs> and the gray one. That was just it looked like it weighed fourteen pounds. Yeah, yeah that's where I started. <laughs> nice, solid. But, um, yeah, and I was actually thinking about it, and I can't even remember, like, any other games ever being in my Game Boy Color besides Pokemon Red. That's how much I <laughs> wow. pretty much lived lived there. Um, and so I just, playing through that for the first time, I think I was about eight, well, let's see, I was probably, like, seven or eight years old or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just so neat to be able to go on your own adventure and catch your own Pokemon and raise them and stuff like that. I... Of course, just like any other good 90s kid, my dream was to grow up and be like a Pokemon trainer in real life. Um, (laughs) And uh, I love just that game just has a special place in my heart. The original 150 Pokemon, I can recite uh, a lot of them. I know all of them. And I kind of didn't I played silver and gold, but I didn't I 
took a break from Pokemon and didn't really start playing it again until X and Y released a couple years ago. And literally the whole reason I started is because they were like, you can get one of the original starters at the beginning of the game and take yep. it with <laughs> Well, they totally marketed. Off of us. They marketed us yeah. totally to play off of us, and they the snagged me in and dragged me. Um, right but back yeah. into it. Just playing through that whole game and finally um, trying to catch 150 and catching Mewtwo and beating Red, that was just like... Absolutely amazing. My favorite, my favorite uh, Nintendo game of the '90s. I'd have to say. Oh yeah, um, Jeff. That's a really good choice. I was thinking about picking that one as well. Uh, I bet that might be the one I put the most total hours in between Pokemon Red and then my brother had Pokemon Blue, but he kind of lost interest halfway through the game. So I kind of took that one over and <laughs> would trade back and forth so I could complete my Pokedex and stuff. Nice. Um, but I have to say, my favorite Nintendo game when I when I think back. Although I did play tons of Super Mario World and tons of Super Mario All-Stars, I felt like I was kind of cheating putting Mario All-Stars because it has all the old NES games in like one bundle. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I just did Mario 64. And, Good choice. Uh, that, yeah, that was the launch game in the U.S. for um, the 64. And so when we got an N64 for Christmas, that was the game that I really wanted because we didn't, we didn't have it at the time. Um, cause I think we got the 64 about a year after it launched and I think Mario Kart had just come out. So we got oh, our 64 okay. with Mario Kart, which was a ton of fun playing with my brothers and my dad. Um, but I really wanted Mario 64, you know, hugest Mario fan growing up. And I remember, uh, it was my birthday and my grandma would always take me or one of my brothers to, uh, the KB toys game store <laughs> and they had like every type of thing from video games to action figures to board games anything and she always say, all right you can pick one toy out within reason for your birthday <laughs> and uh, i remember my brother uh scott had gotten this giant like airplane like plastic airplane before and he thought it could actually fly because on the box it had all this cool artwork but it just kind of slowly Dude, that is seriously <laughs> the worst like back in the day when toy commercials like showed like the yeah. planes like flying and stuff like that like it's in real life and then you just get it and it's in the box and oh, yeah, when, really literally on all those commercials at the bottom of the screen it said does not actually fly not but actually you couldn't beat that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it didn't actually fly and it wasn't that cool but he still tried to act like it was cool because he wasn't wanted to justify his uh his gift there so sure enough we went around there i didn't even have to think about it i didn't look around i pointed straight to the wall with the picture of mario with the wing cap i'm like that's the one I want, Grandma. Give me that game. And so, sure enough, I got it, took it right home, plugged it in, and I remember my brother Scott, who wasn't really big into Mario ever, he liked like sports games and other ones, and he's like, you got Mario? Oh, that game looks so dumb. And I'm like, don't say that about Mario! And sure enough, it became <laughs> one of my all-time favorite games. Like, I, I feel like anyone who's who grew up playing that game back in the 90s, you have to put it on your top five, ten list somewhere. Oh, it just, yeah, absolutely. Just totally... Is still one of the best 3D platformers of all time, and it was the very first 3D platformer of all mm -hmm. time, pretty much. And um, it's just a timeless classic. The music, the different worlds, the gameplay—like every Mario game since then has taken things and in, in inspiration from Mario 64. I think I've bought the game like four times. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I bought the 64. I got the service. DS remake they made. I bought Virtual Console on Wii, then I got it again on Wii U. So it's just a timeless game. I, I don't think any game will really ever overtake Mario 64 as my favorite N64 or even 90s game. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a great game. I. I love all those secrets and stuff like that in the castle. Like, yeah. there's all those different, like, secrets and the slide and everything else. And then there was the playground rumor of being able to find Luigi in the game. And Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You would cool. buy the Nintendo Life magazines and, you know, the Nintendo secrets. And you're just scouring through it going, like, where's Luigi? Where's Luigi? Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I remember I beat it for the first time when I turned... Oh, I was, like, six years old and my brother... Scott was having his uh, eight-year-old birthday party, and uh -huh. we got to the final Bowser battle, and we were all glued to the screen because it was so terrifying, and played the creepy organ music, and they yeah. all gave me the controller because I was the best at it and had the best chance of beating <laughs> it, and I remember beating it because you had to hit Bowser three times instead of once, 
and yep. we all watched the whole credit scene, all the kids there at the party, and at the very end, when it was like, thank you so much for playing the my game, we all just like cracked up and thought it was hilarious, <laughs> and it's one of my best gaming gaming memories, so. That's awesome. Very cool. What about you, Rob? Um, I was really torn on this one, because I honestly, Nintendo was where it was at in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um. I went back and forth between uh, James Bond uh, 007, GoldenEye. Oh, great game. That was a great game. I played a lot of hours in that one. My other thought was Super Mario 64. That was also a uh, big one on my list, especially since it was such a defining one for the generations. And, you know, it set the stage for 3D platforming games and all. And I still go back and watch people play it, which is sort of pathetic, but I, I don't care. <laughs> but uh, it's still good. My ultimate Nintendo game is Zelda Ocarina of Time. Because nice. <laughs> seriously, I put so many hours into that game. I beat that's the only that was the first game I beat more than once. I think I beat it like wow. three or four times. That's a long as, game too. Wow, that's, that's a yeah. long game to play, especially like when you're a kid and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, no, and having the patience to sit there and sit through all of it and run across Hyrule Field or you know do all that. Yeah, I put so many hours into that one it was just a great game there was a lot of replayability in it and it's just there's so such a great storyline the the gameplay was original the graphics were gorgeous for the day i mean nowadays we look at graphics <laughs> and we're like oh um that was pathetic but yeah. back in the day that was the greatest thing we had ever seen because up until then zelda and mario you know besides super mario 64 everything had been you know 2d and so mm-hmm. to have 3d zelda and mario was just child's dream yes so did you uh did you find all the secrets in that game collect all the heart pieces uh let's see find the Star Fox 64 ship all that stuff rob more than once <laughs> nice <laughs> that's impressive all 100 golden skulltillas yeah actually i only wow. did the skulltillas once because seriously that took forever and i actually had to use a guide after i think i did i played I'd probably put in like yeah. thirty hours trying to well, find finding, them. Finally, finding most of them is one thing, but finding every single one is like, yeah, exactly. It's Some crazy, of them are like insanely hidden or whatever. Yeah, so. or they're like in a spot where you have to do an insane well, move or trick to get to Mario sixty four, where you know there are six stars in every world, and it kind of gives you a yeah. hint of where they are. Well, the gold skull does are like, well, it could be anywhere in this giant world. Good luck. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Cool. Uh, so uh, then, are we the moving on? Next category would yeah. be Sega. So Nathan, you want to kick us off with a, your Sega pick? Sure. So um, I kind of was a Nintendo exclusive back in the day, exclusivist back in the day. Um, One because I thought they were the best, and uh, two because that was kind of the only systems we had growing up. So I did kind of think uh, long on and figure out. I was like, wait, wait, what Sega games actually played? Um, and so I remember when I was probably like eight or something like that, I went over to my neighbor friend's house and, uh, he's like, dude, I just got this awesome new game console. It's called the Dreamcast. I'm like, what, what is this? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it has the best game ever. Crazy taxi. I'm like, well, whatever. It's probably not half as good as like Mario Kart 64. It's like, no, it's awesome. <laughs> and so he showed it to me and, uh, you get like the crazy different characters that you can get in that game and stuff like that. So and you just crazy. basically drive all around the city trying to deliver people. Um, and so I'm going with, uh, Crazy Taxi as my favorite Sega game from the 90s, uh, released in 1999, I believe. It's a great arcade and, uh, game. Uh, yeah. Great arcade game. Yep. It was in the arcades first and then it came to Dreamcast, I believe. Um, it was just a lot of fun to kind of drive. It was like kind of open world for back then because it was you could drive all around the city delivering different people to different destinations, etc. Um, which was really kind of cool and new for the time, um, which I think was really, kind of the really big hook for it. But, but I love that game a lot. And then I went back and tried to play it like a couple months ago with Jeff. You got a Dreamcast and we tried to play it. Yeah. And I was absolutely terrible. I think I could <laughs> it was hilarious. The first it was so bad. I was like, man, how did I even play this at all back in the day? But that that is my pick for best Sega game from the 90s. They had a ridiculous, it had a ridiculous difficulty level. I, I really enjoyed the uh, soundtrack too. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all it was the just, all just like crazy, like punk rock and Spark everything. You over the top. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think we can agree with uh, Jeff in the chat. It's definitely one of the Dreamcast best games. I feel like if you have a Dreamcast, you have to own Crazy Taxi. I have yes. got my copy with like full um, case and everything for like five bucks or something. So yeah, yeah. They, they made a lot of copies, so it's pretty easy to find. Um, but for my best Sega pick, I was thinking about picking a Sonic game, but I really played all the Sonic games through when I got Sonic Mega Collection on the GameCube, which was in like 2002 or something. And then I played a little bit of Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 on the Dreamcast at my friend's house, but didn't really love it until I got it Sonic Adventure 2 Battle for the GameCube. Um, and that was one of my favorite GameCube games of all time. I, I love Sonic Adventure 2, but I never really played it in the 90s. And only, the only uh, Sega Genesis game I really played in the 90s was Toe Jam & Earl. Um, because I, I didn't have a Sega. I was very heavy on Nintendo. I thought I was cheating on Mario if I ever played any Sonic games growing up. <laughs> uh, I learned to appreciate it later once the GameCube rolled around and there wasn't Sega consoles anymore. But um, my friend Jordan had a game called Toe Jam & Earl, which was I just thought it was the weirdest game ever. Him and my brother Eric would play it all the time. And you pretty much play these two aliens. One's like a little red gangly guy with a bunch of arms, and there's another fat one that looks like Patrick Starr. <laughs> and you just <laughs> walk around uh, these different levels of an alien planet, just finding pieces of your ship to put together. And the music in it is some of my favorite music from that era. Just all the oh, funky yeah. tunes and the awesome bass beats. It's like, because they're, they're kind of like hip-hop gangster aliens, and... The sense of humor in the game is great. Like, you have to eat junk food to regain health. If you eat healthy food, it actually takes health away. And they're like, yuck. <laughs> it's hilarious. So I love things like that. And there's, like, yeah. an old grandma who's just randomly shopping around, and she, like, chases you. And there's, like, dangerous hula girls that will, if you get near them, you start hula dancing, which makes you vulnerable to enemies. And there's giant hamsters and giant hamster balls rolling around. And they'll crush you. So a um, lot of fun. I would definitely recommend it. You can... Pick it up on pretty much any of the current consoles for, I think, like four or five bucks as a download. So I would definitely check out Toe Jam and Earl if you haven't played it. Really weird, but a really fun game. Yes. And chalk that one up to another one of those games that's really hard to describe to your friends. It is. <laughs> I think I finally just just made Nathan sit down a, a yeah, year or two yeah. ago and play it. And like, he's like, what is this game? <laughs> you were like, trying to describe it to me, like, you just have to play it. So, like, I think we played it one night. Um, like, I was just sleeping over or something like that, and we played it for, like, two or three hours. And I was just like, this is the weirdest game I've ever played, but it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of just the epitome of the 90s. Just weird, yeah. funky, <laughs> totally. like, kind of that techno, hip-hop, Michael Jackson style music. Exactly. And there's there's Just, no really other game like it. So yeah. Yes. All right. What um, about you, Rob? For Sega, um, I actually my first console was a Sega Genesis. Um, I was into Sega before I even was really introduced to most of the Nintendo uh, series and consoles and everything. So I actually was raised with the Sega and then got introduced to SNES and N64 and that sort of thing. But my Sega choice was Sonic the Hedgehog, but not the first one. I actually played more of the second one, and I thought the second one had better level design than the first one. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 came out in 1992, and I played that game so many times. And it was super cool because it's one of those games, you know, one of the things about the 90s that I thought was really cool was that a lot of the um, games, you only had a set amount of lives, and so if you died, you start, you had to start the whole game over. Oh, really? So, really? Well, like, yeah, if you died completely. Like, there you was had no a set continues? Of, there were no continues, no. Nope. Oh, so wow. if you died, oh, if you lost that. all your lives on the last level, you had to start the whole game over. Gosh. And like, by, the end, by the last level, you normally had like 17 to 20 lives. But I mean, it's like... um. Super Mario Bros. He, it was kind of the same idea. Yeah, yeah, true. But I never got past like the second world of Super Mario Bros. So. <laughs> I, I did end up playing through most of the original Sonic games once I, like I said, once I did get the GameCube. I think Sonic Two or Sonic and Knuckles was probably my favorite. So yes, mm -hmm. 
good games. Good game, um, good game. Anyways, let's move on Jeffrey to Brown our... Jeffrey Brown in the comments just said, old school games were brutal, and it's true. It's true. <laughs> Uh, never played Bonk's Adventure or Adventure. I played a little bit of Adventure Island, but those old school platformers were very unforgiving. I'm even playing uh, Jack and Daxter right now, which was oh yeah, Naughty Dog's first game through. That was PS2. a PS2 PS2 game, yeah. Yeah, PS2, yeah, and like even that is a little unforgiving, but it's great because when you die, you instantly reload the checkpoint in like half a second. There's no loading time, so yeah. I can appreciate that. So that's good. That's great for that time. Yeah. Um, anyways, next category. So the next category is Sony, and the only platform system that we actually have from the 90s is the PlayStation, so the selection's a little limited. But, Nathan? Uh, well, I will go quickly. This is similar to Sega. I couldn't figure out what, what the heck my favorite PlayStation game was going to be, but I guess I finally settled on a Tomb Raider, which came out in 1996, um, and I didn't ever have it, but I, my friend had a PlayStation 1. And I went over and played that game at his house and uh, really enjoyed kind of the, um, it felt like exploration, even though it was pretty linear um, and the shooting and combat in that game, just kind of uh, really different from anything I'd ever played before that. So I really enjoyed uh, Tomb Raider, I think would be my best PS1 game. um, I'm kind of in the same boat as Nathan. I didn't really play any PlayStation really growing up. Um, But like I said, I had one or two friends who had one. Um, so I did play a lot of Toy Story 2, because I liked that 3D exploration, and it was actually a pretty, pretty decent movie-based game. It had big sandbox areas with tons of collectibles, kind of like Banjo-Kazooie style. Um, and then I also enjoyed, um, the, uh, I think it was the original, the original Crash Bandicoot game. Um, and I liked it because it was very colorful, it had some fun <laughs> music, it had like the little fruits that you could collect, I love collecting things. Um, but after I played it for more than like an hour and I realized almost every level was like kind of the same, you're just kind of <laughs> running one direction and it was pretty much like a 2d platformer, but kind of in 3d. Um, I just kind of was, went back to my Nintendo and I'm like, Mario 64, it's way better than Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I, I might give it another chance cause I, I don't think I've really played it ever since, you know, probably 15 years now. So if, if that remaster uh, Crash Bandicoot collection, um, when that gets revealed more and uh, it looks good, I think I might give Crash another chance. Have they, have they said if they're remastering it or remaking it? Um, I, or, I think no, they no, said no. it's a remake. I feel like if I it's think... a remaster, they would have shown it and it would have been an easier game to, yeah. to put out. So Yeah, I have no idea. I, heard, I actually heard the opposite. I heard it was a remaster. I don't know. So. Well, we I don't know. Really seen it yet? I, I'd have to go no, back. They haven't really shown anything. They haven't really shown anything. They just told us that they were going to we'll do see. it. I, I hope they remake it because um, I think I only played it one time, but I remember it being kind of very linear, um, kind of like Jeff, you're saying. Yeah. And so I think if they remade it, they could maybe if they did it anything like the new Ratchet and Clank remake. Yeah, that would be awesome. That, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I know. Let us know in the chat if you've ever played Crash Bandicoot and what you think of the series. If you're excited for the new one. But I think uh, we can all agree Mario's better than Crash, right? True. Yes. <laughs> uh, um, what about you, Rob? For Sony, I actually, um, looking at all the games from Sony, because, I mean, 95 to 2000, that's not a lot of time for a lot of games. And PlayStation was a relatively new system, and so a lot of the games they had coming out, there there just wasn't a whole lot of, as much of a selection as you might have on the Nintendo but one, one series that I did play quite a bit of was Final Fantasy. And my favorite one was Final Fantasy VII um, from <laughs> that time. that's period. a good one. <laughs> it's a really good one. I mean, great story, great characters. The music was classic. I'm actually really excited about the... Uh, I believe this one's a remake. Yes, they're remaking, they're remaking yeah, it with new characters. Like, they're new making characters, it episodic. Like, making it new and episodic. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, turning it into three games instead of one. <laughs> I seriously do not understand the whole episodic thing, <laughs> but that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> but Final Fantasy VII, that's where I was at when I played um, PlayStation, the Final Fantasy games, and Final Fantasy VII was the, the big one to grab off the shelf. Nice. Um, would it make you sad or upset if I say the first time I ever played as Cloud in any game ever was in Smash Bros.? <laughs> Jeff, 
I think you're beyond hope at this point. <laughs> oh, and uh, guys, if you're ever playing with Jeff in Smash Brothers, never play against him as Cloud. He's Cloud when he's Cloud. He's super trolly and just really, really annoying to play against. I, I can I can say that with confidence, though, that I do think Cloud is pretty OP in Smash Four right now, and mm-hmm. he needs to be nerfed. So he, Zachary, he we know you're listening. Please nerf Cloud. <laughs> Please nerf. <laughs> yeah. um, All right. right. So let's so move the final into category. Our last one. Go ahead, Rob. Final category is computer. PC games. So I was thinking about this one. Um, I actually played a ton of PC games back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, played a lot of different stuff. I played a lot of stuff with my siblings. Um, shout out to all the old like Nancy Drew point and click adventure games. I played a ton of those growing up. I don't think they were actually very good games, but I had a lot of fun with them back in the day. But. You know uh, I had to go back. Um, if I had to choose one game, I would choose uh, Age of Empires 2 that oh, came out in So I just have a special place in my heart for that game. I am absolutely terrible at it, um, but it was still really <laughs> fun. And the campaigns kind of took play through the different civilizations and stuff like that with the historical element um, was really cool. I love history, so seeing being able to do that is also a neat feature of the game. Yeah, and uh, just as a heads up for you guys listening live, we are recording this live over Skype. All three of us are in different locations and so sometimes the audio may come in or out, so just bear with us, and yep. uh, hopefully everything uh, comes out clearly to you guys. But uh, yep, um, nice. Nathan said his favorite PC game was Age of Empires two, and I th- I think as far as RTS games go, um, that is definitely one of the top ones. Of Single all best one out there ever. <laughs> I remember there was a Rob's making declaration. There's a bunch oh, yeah. of cheat codes too, like you could How have like, a I turn monster this on? truck. How do yeah, I all right. The cars with machine guns. Yeah, cheesecake Jimmy, all day um, long. For my favorite PC game, uh, like I said, most of the PC games I played were like educational games, or they were like like old games, like ported. Like I had a Sonic, I had Sonic CD on PC, which was pretty cool. Right. Um, but best PC game, still of all time, in my opinion, is Roller Coaster Tycoon. I Probably played this game, I don't even know for how long. I made dozens of different theme parks. I had different themes for each one. Me and my siblings all had, like, our own, like, theme parks. And we would go, like, check out each other's theme parks and, like, like pretend like we were, like, part of a theme park review board. And we would go and say, well, uh, I'd give you a park an 8 out of 10 because the cleanliness is good. But you need to hire more mechanics because uh, your rides keep breaking down. <laughs> I just loved creating the roller coasters too that was probably my favorite part just creating this crazy roller coasters and i would always be really sad because none of the people would want to ride it because the intensity level was too high on my coaster (laughs) (laughs) so that was always sad but um, were you a trolley roller coaster tycoon guy were you the type of one where like where your if your objective was to get a certain amount of people in your park would you put the sign do not enter on the back of the uh <laughs> the entrance to your park so no one could ever leave your park i i tried to to win it legit most of the time but every once in a while i would oh it was a fun game to mess around with as i'm sure it was you guys played you it like build yeah. your roller coaster and then like take a part out so it would crash really bad and stuff like that was that yeah a good. Of the game? well i don't know not in the original ones but i know the newer ones you can totally do that um i think the the older ones you could just not finish a roller coaster they could go off the track yeah yeah Uh, um i do remember there was one kind of cheat i figured out where you know if you had a a person complaining about the park it kind of ruined your park's reputation and if you like pick them up and put them in the water and they would drown it would make your park's reputation go even more because there's deaths in your park and so i'm like how yeah. do you get rid of these complainers without getting you know having their uh death issued out as public news <laughs> and so what i did i took one little uh, uh square piece of land raised it way up 
and I dragged and dropped all the little complaining negative Nancys on this uh, little piece of land. So they were <laughs> they were trapped way up there, and they kept complaining. I'm like, oh well, they're gosh. still complaining. And so if you've got the land razor and you dropped it all the way down to, like, normal level, they would start going, ah, and they would start slowly <laughs> falling. And then if you raised it quick enough, then it would effectively bury all of those people, and they would just disappear. So I wouldn't say, wow. guess so-and-so has died. the darkest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and so they would just be buried <laughs> in the land there, and they would just completely disappear from the that game. That is and terrifying. Pretty I evil. Don't think, if I ever manage, like, Disneyland or Universal Studios or anything <laughs> like that, I will definitely not be hiring you for any sort of role. I have so much experience, though. <laughs> but Love Roller Coaster Tycoon. What about you, Rob? Great game, great game. Um, for the computer, I played a lot of a very specific game called Mist. It actually nice. came out on Mac. I know uh, Nathan and I were talking a little bit about computers just a moment ago when we said that um, did anything really come out on Mac. Mist apparently came out on Mac first. I did not know that. Cause I played it on I played it on Windows. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mist came out in 1993 on Mac, and it was one of those click. Through the, um, you know, you're on an island and you have to just kind of click through things and discover stuff. And it was sort of a like one of the first person exploring games that everyone makes, you know, a dime a dozen now. So it was absolutely an incredible game, just absolutely gorgeous and just mind boggling because you had, I mean, literally you would sit there while you're playing the game and you'd have this notebook open next to you and you'd be writing down everything because just like, the little hints and secrets and like, you know, you'd read a code somewhere and it wouldn't come into play for like three hours or something like that. Mm. So yes. I remember playing Miss back in the day um, and really enjoying it. I think I was a little bit too young. I remember I played through it with my friend who was like two or three years older than me. And so mm. I watched him play it a lot. Um, but I think if I tried to play it on my own, I, I don't know how well I would do. But uh, I bought the Witness earlier this year that came out. Um, oh, yeah. Kind of similar, similar to Mist in that. Similar um, and I got. I only played it for like three hours though, and then I started to get confused, and I don't I don't know if I'm smart enough to play Not that game, enough. but it's 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 really cool. Story of your life. Story of your life. Yes. Very cool. I, I did I did want to throw a shout out here though, um, for all you '90s kids. This we actually did talk about this being our favorite computer game series from there would be like Putt Putt, Freddy Fish, yeah. uh, Pajama <laughs> Sam, and Spy Fox. And we decided that would make us look too immature. But I'm going to say it because we are <laughs> immature here because we're playing video games. And oh, it's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to the original Lego Island video game. Yeah, oh, that uh, game was uh, awesome. I had a oh lot of fun gosh. with that. And that was, you know, before all the Lego games were, yeah. were yeah. like a diamond dozen. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a lot of fun playing that. My We had like a windows 96 or something so it hardly even ran it so the frame rate was like one frame per second (laughs) it's super choppy yeah Yeah, but i still beat it and played it a ton it was a lot of fun we had our our main desktop one play it but my dad's laptop would play it so when my dad was home from work we'd steal his laptop and play lake (laughs) island i i I just remember when i brought over to my friend's house once we had a nice computer and it ran at like 30 frames per second and my my mind was like exploding i'm like this is amazing <laughs> the frame rate good times uh, all right um we're moving on to our second segment which is the news of the week and we thought we would talk primarily about playstation plus this week um the ps plus games just were released today and nathan you want to go ahead and read off the games yeah sure so um they release games for PS4, PS3, and PlayStation Vita. So the PS4 games this um, week are, f- or this month are Fury, which looks like a boss rush mode um, fighter. I haven't really looked at a lot of stuff at it, but I heard that uh, this game looks kind of hard. Um, kind of like also, Gauntlet style. Yeah, Gauntlet style game. Um, Saints Row: Get Out of Hell is also on PS4. This was a DLC that released for um, Saints Row 4 on PS3, and I guess they kind of remastered it and put it on PS4. Um, looks super over the top and crazy, kind of like Saints Row. Um, haven't checked it out. Yeah, I think like Grand Theft Auto, but way more insane and only about yes. six hours long. So. That's weird. Um, and then on PS3 we have Call of Juarez: Bound in Blood and Fat Princess, and then so on- fat. <laughs> Gosh, yes. The uh, character that everyone was dying for to come back, Fat Princess. 
And then on PlayStation Vita, we have O. I don't know if I can say this right. O Reishika, Tainted Bloodlines, and Prince of Persia Revelation. I don't know what either of those games are. I haven't checked them out. I don't have a Vita, so I'm not really following that closely. But hey, who does? No. And then also. <laughs> <laughs> And then also, uh, if you're a PlayStation Plus Express subscriber, this month you get early access to Paragon, which is the new Epic Games MOBA. Um, I haven't really checked it out, but I remember they ended uh, PSX with a weird trailer for Paragon, which didn't look that great, but some kind of hero MOBA shooter. It's kind of like a hero MOBA, kind of like Overwatch, but different. And it's basically Cliff Blazinski, who's kind of the founder of Epic and Gears of War, kind of his first big game since Gears of War 3, so I had a lot of fun with Gears 2 and Gears 3, so I'm vaguely interested, but it's kind of like a free-to-play model. It's in early access right now, but I think they're launching later in the fall, and it's going to be mostly you buy like microtransactions and stuff to play the game, so I'm yeah. interested to yeah. see how it that kind of works because there's not a lot of games like that on the console space. So no, no. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works. But uh, first question I have for you guys is uh, what do you think about the PlayStation plus games this month? They're kind of back and forth every month. Um, what do you guys think of this month's selection? Nah. Nah. Yeah. Nothing, uh, nothing really excites me. Nothing really stands out to me. I mean, I kind of was a little interested in the fury game, but after doing a little bit more research, I'm not sure if I'm really all that much more interested in it or less interested in it sort of indifferent the art style in that game i th- i have to say looks really pretty yeah that is true the gameplay itself um it, i've heard that it's really really hard apparently which i'm terrible at video games already so i don't know if that's <laughs> super exciting for me yeah but uh i'm usually looking for a more not necessarily hard game but just an interesting experience that i can just play through in like a day or two and just kind of yeah see it a new indie game or exactly. something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The cool the cool thing about Fury though, I think, is uh it did also release like um worldwide release on the same time. Which is cool. So it's a new release, which yeah. is always nice when PlayStation does that. So uh, last July is when we got Rocket League and that was <laughs> the a new release to PS plus owners and I think you all know the story. Millions and millions of people have played it since then, and it's still getting updates and has a huge community. And I still think that is probably my favorite PS Plus game of all time. Yes, that is definitely the best PlayStation Plus game to come out on PlayStation 4, I'd have to say. And I think, uh, obviously, millions of people would agree with with that. So, yes, I wish we were getting something like that again. I totally got my PS4 and PlayStation Plus in December of that year. So yeah. I missed out. So on you missed out. League, so I gotta fork. I gotta find a way to fork over the twenty bucks or so for well, Rocky League. Yeah, actually, yeah. See if you can find a deal on it or something like that. Well, so I've been waiting can... around. I mean, it's kind of. It went down a couple weeks or months ago, and I I I just missed it because oh, it, it was like ten dollars or something like that. And I was like, oh hey, I should get that. And then they you know actually how that put it works. out on a on a nice package disc form too in stores. And I think it's. Mm-hmm. 25 or 30 bucks but it comes with all the dlc cars and all that kind of stuff too so that um, might be worthwhile then yeah definitely check it out i i love that game to death and i would play it with you yeah and i've else. probably put like 30 hours into it and i have i kind of put it down after like the first couple months so i'd love to go back to it oh yeah yeah i i like it so much i ended up platinum in it so I, oh, you have to play yeah. over 150 games to do that so <laughs> that's crazy what? So, Rocket League was a great PS Plus game. Can you guys think of any other good PS Plus games you guys have liked on the PS4? Uh, Rob, I know you haven't had yours this long, so... Well, but I, I, I still have... I mean, last month's PS Plus game, NBA 2K16. Special oh. place in my heart. That is incredible that that got released right on PS Plus. That actually really blew me away. Yeah, that was really nice, because they haven't really done a AAA game in a while, and so um, they did it to coincide with the NBA Finals, so it was kind of cool to be able to, to have them give that game away yeah. for free. Yeah. So I will say it's always good to see a AAA game every once in a while. I feel like they hadn't been one in a while. I was a little sad that it was NBA, because I tried it, and I just can't get into it. I was doing this story mode, and it was making me play like four like high school games as my created <laughs> player after watching this giant cutscene with my like african-american family and i'm like i, I yeah. can't do this <laughs> so they, hyped, they hyped the story mode in that game when they're because i bought the game when it released back in september mm-hmm. and they hyped the story mode in that game a ton and i was super excited for it and i started playing through it and i was like 
well, one, you're like stuck in this like African American family, and I'm like white, the whitest white from Montana you can be, and so I kind of created myself and uh, didn't really fit in. Yeah, it's, but it's also weird. just the story mode kind of just forces you to play through certain games and certain scenarios. I appreciate what it's trying to do, but it didn't really work all that well. It's kind of awkward because I mean. Obviously, why do we buy these sports games? We want to play the sports. We want to play as our favorite characters, and we want to create ourselves and make ourselves the next Stephen Curry. Yeah. But and it's the same with football, same with um, hockey or any of the other sports games that are out there, soccer and all. But um, with the with the NBA, you know, story mode, it's sort of like taking this great sports game and then trying to shove a story on top of it to appeal to more gamers, and it just doesn't really work very well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we can really complain that they're trying to add something new in sports games, because I feel like Madden yes. and so many FIFA, you know, they're just recycled pretty much the same game every year. So yeah, yeah like I think we're saying we applaud it, but it just kind of didn't just work. Just fell short, yeah. yep. yep. Any, anything else that you guys have liked on PS4? for PlayStation Plus? I really enjoyed uh, Infamous First Light. I'm a big fan of the Infamous series. Infamous Second Son was, I think, the second retail PS4 game I got um, right after Destiny, which I got on launch with my PS4. A lot of fun. It's pretty much like an expansion to Infamous Second Son where you play as uh, one of the characters from that story and her powers. And... um, a lot of fun. I, I ended up platinuming that one. It wasn't very hard to do. Um, but I had a lot of fun with that. Love the infamous games. And then uh, SteamWorld Dig was a great game. I had been wanting to get my 3DS for a while. I'd been reading about it, and it just looked like a lot of fun. I was a huge Dig Dug fan back in the day. And so um, it's kind of like a Dig Dug, Metroid-type style adventure indie game. And so um, I really enjoyed that. And then... My most surprising one that I didn't think was going to be good, um, but actually was a lot of fun, was Grow Home, which was, I want to say it was last year, or maybe... Yeah, it was yeah last I, think year. I think it was last year, like last fall or something. Yeah, like yeah. Last, last fall. And pretty much you play as this little red robot who basically, you're on this island, and, the, and it's made in Unity, and it's kind of janky, the control system. It takes a while to get used to. It's not very impressive graphically. Um, but you pretty much just grab like this seed and it starts growing up like Jack and the Beanstalk. And then you grab onto another part of that and then that will start growing and you just keep branching out all these different vines and you just go to all these different uh, islands in the sky and you explore and it just, you kind of look down and you realize this is maybe why this game didn't have super incredible graphics is because it has this huge world with just like thousands of vines of mm-hmm. this giant like Beanstalk you've created and I don't know, I put a good probably seven or eight hours just exploring, and it was a really relaxing, really neat game, and there's a nice. sequel coming out now, which... Yeah. That's a, I'm a... Isn't that a Ubisoft game? I think, it is. I think so, yeah, it was a Ubisoft. I'm fairly sure it is, so, yeah. So if it's a Ubisoft game, they're going to add a bunch of checkpoints and random things to collect <laughs> that you don't want and stuff well, in the sequel? I think it was originally yeah. like an indie Steam game, and then Ubisoft kind of partnered with them to put it out on consoles or something like that, but... Okay, nice. I don't know. Um, Hopefully Ubisoft doesn't mess it up. <laughs> uh, they probably will. <laughs> Did you have any yeah. other PS Plus games you like, Nathan? Or um, the other? Can I think of any other ones besides that? Um, Bro, not Force. off the top. Of, Bro Force was fun. <laughs> it was a fun shooter. Uh, it was just really yeah. dumb. Rest in was... peace, the frame rate of that game. Yeah, frame rate was <laughs> kind of hard to play after a while, but the '80s atmosphere and all that stuff was hilarious um i can't think of any other ones that i really liked off the top of my head um i've gotten a lot of good playstation plus value actually out of my ps3 um gotten a lot of cool games on there and stuff like that um because i had a playstation 3 back when they i think when they first launched playstation plus um and they were trying to get people to subscribe so they had a bunch of like really good um games and triple a games on stuff like that on there that i've enjoyed Cool. Um, well, what would you guys say? Are you satisfied with PS Plus? You think the fifty dollars a year with the free games we get is worth it? I know for Rob, it probably is for you because you were probably planning on getting NBA Two K, right? 
Well, I mean, the, that's definitely been a really nice bonus. I mean, there's been a couple of other games where I've seen them like, hey, that's actually a game I was interested in playing. I was thinking of um, the Zombie Wii U game that came out and then was re-released on all the other consoles just mm. very recently. And I, <laughs> it came out for free on PS Plus. I was like, hey, I wanted to play through that, so I'm going to get that one for free so I don't actually have to yeah. spend money on a garbage game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of games that I've kind of dabbled with on ps plus yeah. but mm-hmm. i just feel yeah. like aside from rocket league and the few other ones i mentioned i don't think i've really beaten too many games off of ps plus which you know i guess makes sense you you didn't buy them so you don't really hold those games with as much value as you did there's maybe a game you bought at the store a couple months ago yeah. and you haven't beat yet um but i don't know i understand that they have over 20 million ps plus subscribers and they don't want to give you know these huge games out for free all the time but yeah i would say as far there's a lot of complaining and like i was someone who was on ps plus back when they did have a lot of really good kind of big triple a games coming out on it which was neat but at the same time i understand your point that there's a lot more people subscribed now so it's a lot harder to put out those games and so for 50 dollars a year to be able to play online with relatively good um stable network and services and stuff like that compared to something like nintendo which is free um is really nice and the added games are a bonus it's nice to, cool to check out some different games that i probably wouldn't play otherwise yeah. and then usually there's like uh maybe one or two big games a year where i'll, where I'll enjoy it and really get into it yeah I would say that makes it worth it rather than paying the sixty dollars for a game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you can always get you can always get a deal up for like thirty or forty bucks for PS Plus. Oh yeah, for here, so yeah, you just gotta look out for those deals. Um, yep. And speaking of deals, segue into our next segment. We have a couple um, sales we just kind of want to highlight really quickly for everyone out there because everyone loves a good sale. Oh um, yeah. I'll start off with that. just talking about the PS Plus mid-year sale. Every week, I think, for the next month or so, they're kind of putting different games on sale, um, which is crazy because we're halfway through the year already, which is weird to me. Um, but God of War 3 Remastered is only $7.99 on uh, PlayStation Store right now, um, which um, I think I really enjoyed. It's got really big set pieces. It already looked really pretty on PS3, so I'm sure it looks really nice on PS4 Remastered as well. And then the Borderlands Handsome Collection is only fourteen ninety nine, which I I don't shout know. out to Jeff. <laughs> yeah, me and Adam been playing this with Jeff in the chat, and we I don't even know how far we are. I'm guessing Not maybe maybe about halfway through the game, maybe but we haven't even we haven't even hit yeah. any of the DLC, and we haven't even jumped into Borderlands the pre sequel. So tons and tons of content. If you want a game with tons of content and a fun one to play with friends, definitely check that out. Definitely. Some of the other sales that are going on, um, if you didn't catch on, uh, just this last week actually was the big Steam sale where basically uh, Gabe Newland says, I'm going to take all your money. And Valve sucks, you know, sets a vacuum cleaner (laughs) to your wallet and (laughs) takes all your money. I think I don't think I've actually gone a Steam sale where I haven't bought anything. Wow. So, what's like the most amount of games you bought from a Steam sale, Rob? Like, are we talking like ten, twenty, a hundred? <laughs> My wife is within uh, a few. You know, she's in the other room, but I'm pretty sure her spider senses would kick in, and I'm, I'm going to politely refrain from answering that question. <laughs> well, because you can spend like what, like thirty bucks, and get like. 20 games or something well like this week um i didn't spend as much money this year as i have in the past but i did spend three dollars and i got two games each both of them were a dollar fifty uh one was super meat boy which super fun game and the other one was actually it's uh it's an indie game called brothers oh i I heard about that it's like the one where you have the controller and like each uh joystick controls a different person each a different one of the brothers i saw it a while ago and i was i added it to my followed on steam and then it went on sale for dollar fifty i'm like dollar fifty that's a steal i'm down for that nice so i I haven't played it yet but i'm gonna play it i'll probably play it here really soon um are you gonna say anything no, I was just going to say, I remember getting that game back on PS Plus on PS3, and I think I played through it a little bit, and it was it was really neat. I like the art style. Yeah, it's a gorgeous game. Um, some other quick sales to just kind of talk about. Humble Bundle, if you guys do not know what Humble Bundle is, check that out. 
seriously so many great sales um currently right now they have a bunch of they have some indie game sales going on they have a pc and android bundle uh number 14 that tells you how many of they are uh desktop dungeon knights of pen and paper 2 were two of the games that i saw that looked really interesting that one and then um another one is summer games done quick the big summer uh big summer games done quick which conference features, is going on right now yeah, features guacamelee which is one of my favorite indie games game. in this last generation. Such an amazing game. I think everyone should play that game. Yep. There's a couple of really other good games, um, indie games, like the V, Super Meat Boy, Escape Goat 2, and then some Serious Sam games, which are a lot of fun. What is Escape Goat 2? Is that anything like Goat Simulator? Not quite. It's more of a platformer, and you play as a goat, and you're trying to escape from places. Interesting. Cool. Sounds right. That's the Reader's Digest version. (laughs) All right. But, um, and seriously, all the the best thing about Humble Bundle that I always find is that you can, A, you get really great games every once in a while for really cheap. Like, just recently, I got a huge Ubisoft bundle for $10, and I got, like, Far Cry 3 and Far Cry Blood Dragon. Blood Dragon is amazing. Grow Home. I just got Grow Home as well. And, like... A ton of games for like ten, fifteen dollars, mm-hmm. and the nice thing is you can say like, "I'm going to send ten percent to the developers, ten percent to Humble Bundle, and then the other eighty percent all goes to charity." Yeah. So it's a super great way to support a, a good cause and still get the good games you want. Oh yeah, the, those great. guys over there, Humble Bundle, are awesome and definitely deserve your support so definitely uh check it out and they put new bundles out every few weeks or so so. um i believe they put a new bundle out every tuesday every tuesday or every second tuesday they have something new going on and they have books and comic books and mobile games and stuff pretty much everything you could ever check it out so it's great (laughs) Um, the free plug uh for humble bundle uh we're expecting our check in the mail so yep uh and kind of on the opposite side of the ps plus we have the xbox gold and their free games this week or this month is Banner Saga 2, which Banner Saga is a really interesting series. I, I actually bought the first one and played a little bit of it, and it's kind of a um, one of the uh, click and point, but with a little bit of uh, one person at a time combat. I'm missing the word right there. <laughs> but. Some other games they have, they have Tumblestone, they have Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Vegas 2, which is like, what, the 450th Tom Clancy game in existence at this point? Something like that. And they also have Tron Evolution, so if you have an Xbox and you have Xbox Live or Gold, check those out. And I'd say most of those games sound meh, but Tumblestone is amazing. I played that at the Ninnies at Night event at PAX last year, and we had tons of fun. Pretty much, you're... It's almost kind of like, uh, looks like Tetris screens where you have uh, a bunch of blocks on a screen, but you're pretty much eliminating colored blocks three at a time, and you're just, it's really kind of quick twitch uh, gaming, you're just kind of going back and forth, and I was planning on buying it, because it looked like a really cool game, the developers were cool guys, but I think it's $30 normally, and so I don't know if I want to spend 30 bucks on my Wii U for it, I'll probably wait for a sale. But yeah, if you're I, if you're on Xbox, definitely pick that up. It's a really fun game. It has cool multiplayer too. And Progress Bar just um, gave me the word turn based. That's what I was trying to say. Check <laughs> out the Banner Saga. That's a great series. Really enjoy it. Great art style. Really cool, unique take on things. Check it out. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. Well, I think um, we've hit about an hour here, and I think we were kind of aiming for about an hour for our shows. And this next segment, I feel like we could go for probably another hour with our kind of E3 wrap-up awards. So I think we will probably save our E3 kind of wrap-up rewards for next week. And then um, in these last uh, few minutes here, we will um, just finish with what we're playing this week. So, Nathan, you want to start with that? Sure. Um, So I have been playing uh, over the weekend. Uh, It was 4th of July weekend, so I had some time. And I kind of was like, oh, I'm going to go back through my backlog again, as I tend to do. And uh, I started playing Far Cry 4. Um, and I was actually over at my fiance's house, and her mom has a 4K TV. So I was playing Far Cry Ooh. 4 on a 4K TV. That was and so nice. That game is really pretty. 
Um, but it was really cool because I played it for, I think, about 10 hours when I got it, and then I kind of stopped playing it for a while. Um, and going back to it, I love super open-world game. I love just kind of the exploration in that game. Like, I, I jumped off a mountain and rode my wingsuit down and then landed among some people and killed them. And then I found an elephant and rode the elephant and there was an outpost I needed to take out. So I took the out, took a captured the outpost with the elephant and like got killed like everyone with the elephant's trunk, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I think I went, um, I got a mission to go and uh, hunt down this lady's, uh, her, this assassin had killed her husband and her two kids, so I had to go kill them. So <laughs> it just felt it felt like really well connected. Like I wasn't even really playing through the story, but I was just kind of playing through different events, yeah. and they all felt really organic and stuff like that. Yeah, so I feel it's like a lot the of fun. Far Cry games are really good at just kind of that open world, do whatever, and it just is a pretty fun and giant environment to explore. So yeah, yeah. So and also, I just want to point out the fact that. Uh, Nathan just said he enjoys an open world game, which, ladies and gentlemen, you will not hear very often. That's true. Um, cool. Um, for me, I've like I mentioned earlier, I've been uh, I started back up Jack and Daxter. I got the trilogy collection uh, last year because I never had a PS3 really. Uh, PS4 was my first Sony system, but I got finally picked one up uh, last year, and so I've been. Played through the Uncharted games, the original Infamous games, Sly Cooper. I've been kind of trying to go through all those PS3 uh, exclusive games that I missed. And Jack and Daxter was originally on the PS2, but I never really had that either. So I got a trilogy uh, that I've been playing through on the PS3. And I'm about, I think, 70% of the way through Jack and Daxter now. Um, I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of cool to see what Naughty Dog did before Uncharted. And to see some of the the um, type of gameplay that they did, and it's really cool because it came out in I think two thousand one or two thousand two, but it's just one giant open world. Like all the different worlds are all connected. It's not like oh. Mario sixty four where you have your Peach Castle and you jump into the painting and it transports oh, you to yeah. the world. Like literally, you just oh this looks like a little like canyon. You go and then boom, you're in this whole new giant area to explore with collectibles and stuff. So. Um, awesome. I'm, in, I'm enjoying it a lot and I hope to play through the first one and hopefully get through the second and third one um, sometime this summer as well so yeah cool sounds fun Rob? Rob what are you playing? Um, I'm still playing Fallout 3 nice <laughs> see um, you show much more dedication than the rest well, of us well actually really funny story we just did a we did a quick episode on Saturday night and after our episode on Saturday night I was like I'm going to play a different game between now and our Tuesday episode. And it didn't happen. I ended up playing Fallout 3 again. <laughs> I, I think that's that's Fallout for you. It's one of those games yeah, that just like kind of curse sucks of the up Bethesda your, games, yeah. I think, in general. I when know I, I think, did that with Skyrim. I think the biggest thing for me is I am such an ADD person when it comes to video. Oh, I'm an ADD person in general, but because <laughs> I have ADD. But um, when it comes to video games, I tend to get really caught up in doing everything and then remember like 300 hours into the game oh yeah there's a story in here somewhere <laughs> um that and so true. i mean i think i've put in probably almost uh, 60 hours into fallout 3 and i'm only on like the second mission of the main story but i've just been doing tons of other stuff i'm like leveling up and finding companions and killing everything i find and then finding loot everywhere and then i have this like awkward thing you know you open up your pit boy and you look at your quest and it says hey look the main quest like (laughs) look at all this other stuff i can do never mind well and the kind of the cool thing about um i haven't really played a lot of fallout games i've played a lot of elder scrolls and the cool thing about those games is you don't really have to do the main mission you can kind of just do whatever you want there's a lot of cool side quests and stuff like that yeah if you you don't play the main mission you don't miss out on a ton yeah most of the time the stories aren't really all that solid or great necessarily they're just kind of there but i mean the reason we play these games is because it's a big open world where we can run around and kill whatever we want and you know yeah and i hear a lot of the times those small side quest stories are you know really interesting and so finding all those little small interesting stories is as much fun as playing the main overall story so yes yeah definitely absolutely so 
that's what I've been doing. Just wandering around the wilderness or the wasteland, I guess, and finding giant ants and mutants and stuff to kill <laughs> and steal Neat. all their stuff. Well, if you ever do go back to the main story, I'm sure you'll just be able to breeze through it because you're probably way over leveled. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so motivation. I, I hope to uh, finish Jack and Daxter one this week, and I'll be, I'll be playing a lot of Smash Bros as well because I'm uh, visiting with family, and we always pull out uh, Smash Bros, play some five six player Smash with all my brothers and sisters. So a lot of fun. Nice. I'm hoping to jump into Brothers this week. I, I, I bought it, so I figured I might as well try and play it this week or this next week. So yeah, there you go. I might have a different game for next week. I'm right. tempted to jump into Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I just got it on sale for like ten bucks, so I'm tempted to jump into that and play through that. But right. we'll another see. another deal alert for you out there. It's on sale at Best Buy, I think, for. $20, which goes down to 16 or 15 bucks 16 with Gamers with Club. Pro so. Gamers Club, yeah, so you can get it pretty cheap. Alrighty, well, I just have a couple plugs for us here as we um, finish out our episode. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We just tweeted out the link on our Twitter, which is at HeyListen underscore games. You can find us on Twitter at, at the Jeffrey Morse. Nathan is at the Nathan Wagner. And Rob is at Rob Douglas or Robert Hobbit Five. I can't remember what I said. <laughs> I believe it's Robert Hobbit Five. So I think it's Robert Hobbit Five. Go ahead and check us out on our own Twitters, on our pages Twitter for more information about the show, what's coming up next. Um, hit us up on there if you'd love to play some PS4, Wii U, any other games with us. We'd love to interact with you guys. Subscribe on iTunes, and if you enjoy the show, uh, let us know and tell a friend so we can uh, build our audience and uh, have a lot of fun with other gamers in our community. So, And shout out to uh, Progress Bar Radio, is that correct, Jeff? Yeah, Progress yeah. Bar Radio. Anthony Shelton has been uh, decided to partner with us on our show and allow us uh, to broadcast on his channel to give us longer episodes. So a big thank you to him, and hopefully we'll be able to have him uh, as a guest on one of our upcoming shows. Alrighty. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week. See you next week. See you guys.